Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 376, Why American Leaders Don't Care About Happiness at Work by Carl Stabe of digtofly.com. And I am Dan, I am your host here, and welcome to Optimal Startup Daily. This is where I read to you every single day to help you optimize your business life, and we're gonna get right to it with today's post from Carl as we optimize your life. Why American Leaders Don't Care About Happiness at Work by Carl Stabe of digtofly.com. My son just stared as the credits rolled. It wasn't the reaction that I was hoping for. I wiped away a tear and whispered in his ear, What did you think? Nothing. He just sat there, staring straight ahead. He's five and got up on my lap in the beginning of the movie. He barely twitched for an hour and 40 minutes. The movie definitely interested him, but he just wasn't sure what to make of it. We watched Inside Out, a movie about a young girl's emotions as she dealt with moving from Minnesota to San Francisco. It was a look at the emotions inside this girl's head and the struggles that all 11-year-olds go through. The main character, or emotion, inside her, Joy, struggled with letting sadness be a part of her emotional spectrum. It was a cool visualization of how many of us deal with our emotions. We're afraid of them. They're messy, especially at work. This was very true as I talked with my aunt, who is a small business owner. She took me out to lunch and asked me about my businesses. I explained how my UX, or user experience company, Domino Connection, was growing very fast for only being me. I told her how I branched out into A-B testing website so I could help my clients create base markers to measure from so they could increase leads and sales. She was fascinated. I then shared how I used a lot of the stuff from Work Happy Now to help my clients, like helping them create feedback loops, developing core values to use in the workplace, and measuring people's happiness or satisfaction at work. I started to lose her. I tried to bring her back, but I felt the pushback about measuring happiness. I've seen this again and again from American leaders at work. Don't get me wrong, my aunt has a lot of happiness ideas in place for her employees. She tries very hard to make employees feel listened to and appreciated. She buys them lunch when they work weekends. She pays 100% for their healthcare. There are a lot of perks, But she also makes a lot of mistakes, which she'll also admit, there are no perfect leaders. As I tried to bring her back to the idea of measuring happiness and improving her feedback loop, she explained how she already did a lot of this and didn't really need to improve it. I paused and thought about a conversation that I had with a potential client around creating happiness measurement markers in their company. You can't improve what you don't measure. I created the Work Happy Now Emergency Kit, Break in Case of Stress Overload. Leaders like my aunt can bring a more positive experience into the workplace and improve engagement if they have help. It was the same conversation all over again. Americans don't like dealing with emotions in the workplace. We don't want to deal with sadness, anger, and even happiness. We have a hard enough time accepting our own thoughts and emotions. Dealing with other people's emotions just gets harder. Does it mean we should ignore emotions in the workplace because it's hard? No. Let me ask you, how often do you celebrate at work? not just closing a big client or someone's birthday, which of course is good to do, 
but celebrating a team's hard work, just sharing a proud moment even if it didn't work out. Taking a moment to celebrate someone's hard work shows them that you're listening, that you notice how hard they're working. It's this appreciation that can make an employee's weak. It's not just Americans that struggle with emotions in the workplace. Germans, Brits, and Japanese people struggle with emotions too. We are afraid to admit we are tired and stressed, frustrated. We push these emotions down and take it out on our families, which isn't fair. That's why measuring people's emotional states is important. We can see patterns in the joy and the struggle. We can use these patterns to help make better choices for the company to retain people who are thinking about leaving the company or improve how people view their experience at work. Is it perfect? Nope, science isn't perfect. It gets even messier with trying to measure feelings. It's about doing our best to improve upon our experiences so we don't get overwhelmed, stressed out, and cause more damage to ourselves or other people. It's also about being happier because if we aren't happy at work, we don't have good results. Quote, the point of life is happiness. The Dalai Lama. Asking for feedback from employees on a regular basis is just one listening tool that you can use to help increase happiness. This is where it gets tough for many leaders. They first have to admit that they aren't perfect and they need help, that they don't always listen as well as they should or believe that they are. Are American leaders afraid of the answers that they will get if they ask how happy their employees are at work? Maybe they're afraid of getting too much feedback or not enough. So I ask you, why do you think Americans are so afraid of emotions at work? Do you see it similar to me or from a different perspective? You just listened to the post titled Why American Leaders Don't Care About Happiness at Work by Carl Stabe of digtofly.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Carl. A little bit about him. He helps entrepreneurs understand their struggles and turn them into stepping stones. In 2010, he was diagnosed with testicular cancer and was then laid off from his job in 2011, just a year later. And while those were difficult situations, he calls them blessings in disguise. Since then, he has stopped doing work that doesn't fit with his passions and instead now focuses on things he truly cares about. He's the author of the book, Bring Gratitude, and he's got a lot to offer on his site. So come by digtofly.com for a lot more. And I have that linked in this episode's description. And by the way, dig to fly means dig deep to fly high. He also has a podcast. You can find the Dig to Fly podcast wherever you get your audio. But that's it for another edition of Optimal Startup Daily. Hope you're having a great day and a great start to your week. And I'll be back again with you tomorrow for the Tuesday show where your optimal life awaits.